0: Hello, my friends. This is Dan Jones with another Quiet Talk to share with you today. I just read a short article on artificial intelligence. It's not the first one I've read. Unless you live under a rock, you've heard of this. Computer programmers, do they still even call themselves that? Anyway, they're creating software that can carry on a conversation with you and even suggest changes to your life. One reporter tried out one of these so-called intelligences that told him that maybe he should leave his wife. I'm pretty sure he didn't take the advice of the artificial intelligence, at least I hope he didn't. The fear is that computers will not only start doing our thinking for us, but controlling our lives and our whole society. Maybe you saw this scary sci-fi movie called The Matrix, where machines control the world, and almost everybody lived in a vat of water with their bodies hooked up to the so-called matrix, which created an imaginary world in their minds while feeding off of their energy. Here's the thing I haven't read about where artificial intelligence or AI is concerned. We don't need computers to control our lives. Sadly, most people's lives are already being controlled by other minds, quote unquote. This happens in many ways, the most obvious, it would seem, is advertising. People go to college to study how they can manipulate the masses to think that if they buy a certain eyeshadow, they will be stunningly beautiful and people will fall in love with them. When we succumb to advertising, we have allowed another intelligence to take over our thoughts and actions. Now, I won't even go into political ads, but here's another example. Many people are controlled by What I call the intelligentsia. They believe that if if someone has a doctorate, whatever they say about anything is absolutely authoritative. No doubt you've seen those little yard signs that have a list of assertions that demonstrate that the homeowner holds all the right positions on the issues of the day. One of those assertions is science is real. Well, when I read that, I want to ask them for their definition of science. Who decides what science is? What do you do when two people who both have doctorates don't agree about what is real science? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not anti-intellectual. I have personally benefited from the instruction of people with doctorates. I have many books in my library that helped me that were written by these guys, but history is replete with examples of people who were considered the smartest among us getting it wrong. I love that old ad from years ago, picturing a medical doctor puffing on a camel. I mean, if your doctor smokes camels, how can you go wrong there? That's just one example. I don't have time for more. The bottom line is there are millions of people whose minds are controlled in this way. If the experts say it, it must not be questioned. Enough on that one. You get my drift. There are many other ways people's thoughts and actions are controlled. Ways that are not dependent on digital technology. Young people are controlled by certain pop stars. They cut their hair in a certain way. They get piercings and tattoos so they can look like whoever has a hit song at the moment. Yes, I realize this stamps me as an old fogey. I accept your judgment, but I don't really care. I'm I'm too old to care. So what's the answer? I don't think most people want to think that they are subconsciously being controlled by somebody else. Everybody wants to be free. Everybody wants to make his own decisions. The fact is, it's probably impossible to live a life completely free from other influences. A child can't help but be influenced powerfully by his parents or whoever raises him. We are influenced by our friends and those who surround us in life but we're not completely helpless. We can choose our influencers. Let's go back to the science issue for a minute. What does that word science mean? Well, it means knowledge. I may think I have some knowledge in my mind that I am sure is true, but somebody else may think my knowledge is mistaken. How do we get knowledge anyway? I think when most people talk about science, they're talking about a certain way of getting knowledge that's called empiricism. Empirical knowledge is the knowledge you get from your five senses, seeing, hearing, tasting, feeling, smelling. I know that car up ahead is red because I can see it with my eyes. If somebody in another part of the country tells me he just saw a red car, that knowledge, at least for my part, is not empirical. It may be for him. But for me, it's testimonial knowledge. In other words, somebody told me, testimonial. There's another way to get knowledge, and that is intuition. Now, you may not trust that. Maybe it's not as certain as empirical knowledge, but I believe it exists. Sometimes you're considering doing business with somebody, but you just have a bad feeling about them, so you take a pass. But I haven't exhausted all the ways we come to know things. Here is what I think is the most important way to get knowledge. It is revelation. There are things we can never know by looking at things, smelling things, and so forth. There are things we can only get if God shows them to us. We all know that God cannot be seen by human eyes. You may see evidence of God, like a beautiful sunset, a newborn baby, but you can't really see God himself. If we are to know anything about God, then he must take the initiative to show us. That's called revelation. So how does this revelation knowledge come to us? As a Christian, I believe that God spoke in olden times through the prophets, people like Moses and Elijah and Isaiah, just to name a few. But God's ultimate revelation is in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. You can read about him in the Bible. I think this belief is not only a revelation from God, but I think it's very reasonable to the unbiased human mind you know many people who lived in the time of jesus were willing to suffer and die and even see their children die because they refused to deny that jesus of nazareth had come back from the dead people are just not willing to do those things for something they know to be a hoax again these were not people who lived centuries after jesus but who lived in his day and the years just after he was on earth, they would have been able to find out if the resurrection was a hoax. So I, along with millions of Christians through the centuries, believe that Jesus is the Son of God come down from heaven, who came to show us what God is like. He did it through his life, his teachings, his miracles, and through his sacrificial death on the cross that death shows that god loves us and wants to save us his resurrection shows us that the sacrifice worked that god accepted it i'm going to leave you with a couple of verses of scripture that i want you to see in the context of artificial intelligence whatever intelligence or whatever intelligence comes from there really comes from the mind of the programmer I don't have much confidence in it, frankly. But listen to what Paul the Apostle said in 1 Corinthians 2. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so, has, so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Dear friend, if you will daily fill your mind with God's word, which we have in the Bible, you don't have to worry about artificial intelligence controlling you you have the mind of Christ. Computers are no match for that. Heavenly Father, thank you Jesus that you give us your mind and that through the word of God we can hear the voice of God and we can engraft his thoughts and his words into our souls. Help us to do that Lord. Help us as Christians to be faithful to fill our minds with God's word and to avoid the uh, controlling of the world's thoughts and and, uh, their philosophies. We pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. My dear friend, I myself and a group of my friends are seeking to fill our minds with the word of God every week have the mind of Christ, and uh, we meet at the American Legion Hall at 10 o'clock every Sunday. Our group is called the Bread of Life Anglican Church. The American Legion Hall in Schenectady, New York is located at 1809 Union Street. Again, 10 o'clock on Sunday. And if you're in this area, if you don't have a church home, we would love to meet you. And as always, you can reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God richly bless you.